Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crossroads and Culture, where life, ministry, and culture meet. Uh, I am excited about this interview. Uh, I've met a new friend. We met a few weeks ago, I guess, at a basketball game. This is Cole Ewing. Uh, Cole is 23 years old. He is an actor, lives in Hollywood, California, LA, uh, to be exact. He's been out there for five years. Mm -hmm. And he has been on television commercials, TV shows, most notably... Disney's uh, Lab Rats, and also Nickelodeon's Bella and the Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Bulldogs or Bulldog? Bulldogs. Okay. Multiple Bulldogs. So there's not just one Bulldog. There's a lot of Bulldogs. you got to have several Bulldogs. So, uh, But he's been on those shows, and just just from the time I've gotten to know Cole, and it's been very brief, we've had dinner together, talked a little bit. Man, I just love his heart for for God and also I'm looking forward to hear more about about acting and what God's doing in your life in Hollywood LA in this crazy time of COVID which has been nuts we'll probably talk a little bit yeah. about that as well uh, but we're wanting you just to hear his story and kind of see what's going on and and, and really talk about what what is it like uh, to be a follower of Jesus uh, living in Hollywood mm-hmm. in LA uh, especially in the entertainment industry sure. And so, because we believe, I believe, I'm, I'm sure you do as well, um, that there are spheres of influence, and one of those being entertainment, that I really believe that believers should have influence in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry. We don't just need to surrender that to the enemy, um, that we need to use it for God's glory. We've seen, you know, you look at uh, the Kendrick brothers with uh, uh, Facing the Giants and uh, you know, Flywheel, War Room, all, all the movies they've done, and they've made a huge impact. Hollywood's taken notice, but... Um, so we're going to talk about how, what does it look like and what is it, what's it like being a follower of Jesus in, in Hollywood. And so I think maybe to kick, kick everything off with this, why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe your spiritual background, Cole? And, and I mean, did you, did you grow up going to church? I mean, how did you come to faith in Christ? I mean, tell us a little bit about your spiritual background. Let's start there first. Yeah, course. yeah. absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having me, by the yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. uh, I, uh, I grew up, uh, I was raised in a church. I have yeah. two amazing parents. Uh, they're both believers. My mom has been a prayer warrior for as long as I can remember. Yeah. She's got this big notebook full of people and things that she's praying for. Uh, so that was always a really big influence for me growing up. But uh, yeah, my parents put me in a private Christian school, which was an incredible blessing. Uh, I got to grow up around friends and family who believed in Jesus, who really uh, wanted to live out their faith. Hmm. Uh, to me, that was so important, so key, so foundational for me. Um, yeah, I was raised in church growing up and then uh, eventually moved out to, to Los Angeles, got involved in church there. And um but yeah, faith for me, I feel like has always, even before I really knew what it was and before my faith even became my own, I knew there was something to it. I knew mm. there was something to this guy called Jesus and that it was something that I really wanted to be a part of. Yeah. You, you made a, an interesting uh, statement there about kind of owning your faith. Yeah. Because I think those who've grown up in church, they kind of live off their parents' faith, Yeah. right? Or even their pastors or their student pastors' faith if they evolved been involved in church. Was there anything at one point you said, man, this, when you started questioning things perhaps and said, yeah, this is, I've owned this. I, I know yeah. that I'm a follower of Jesus. I know that I've given my life to Christ. Was yeah. there like any one specific instance or a time frame where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this, was it when you moved out to LA? Yeah, so. absolutely. So, so 18 years old, I had just turned 18 
and I moved out to California. My my dad. <laughs> That's correct. It was, okay, I got the eighteen years old because yeah. okay, I'm thinking about my kids, mm-hmm. right? And you go out to California, yeah. eighteen, L.A. By your, well, you had what? A few friends with you, or couple, pretty much just you? Couple friends with me, but, but, but no you. family with me. It was just just me. Oh wow! So, but your family was very supportive in this. Super supportive. That's awesome. And I think it's because they knew that I I had a faith. I had a church community out there. Yeah. But I turned eighteen, moved out there. And my, my dad loaded up a U-Haul with me, you know, helped me move out there. I got my room all set up, and I remember waking up the first Sunday that I was there and having this realization of, oh my gosh, no one is forcing me to go to church. Wow. There's not mom coming into my room saying, you know, opening the blinds, hey, time to get up, you know, church, we got to leave for church. <laughs> right, and get your hour. Bible and your tithing That's envelope. That's right. That's right. <laughs> None of that. And That's I had this realization of, oh my goodness. If I'm going to go to church, it's going to be by my own doing. Yeah. And then I made the decision to go to church. And for the first time in my life, I felt like, man, I'm going to church because I want to go to church. Mm. It's not because yeah. my parents want me to go to church. It's not because they're forcing me to go to church, which they were always really good about yeah. not doing. Um, but I'm going to church because I'm interested in praising Jesus. Mm. I'm interested in learning more about him. I'm interested in sitting through a sermon and asking yeah. those deeper questions of the faith. Man. So. I would say that's that's really when my faith became my own. And that's and that's when you begin to really know if your faith is real and it starts going deeper yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. Wow, that's so good. So so you move out to LA and you get involved with a with a faith community. Um so as as you've been in Los Angeles, you know, because we talked about this earlier about the yeah. perception people have of Hollywood, glitz, glamour, all this stuff. And it and obviously it is that. Sure. But we also talked about um, the brokenness of what you see okay. in LA, just like in any other place, but it seems maybe to be magnified there because so many mm. people live in here, obviously, and what's going on. Um, but in an in an industry like you're in, an entertainment industry, um, what is it? Because what is it that keeps you grounded? Um, and I ask that because mm. you know fame can do a lot to a lot of people. Obviously, yeah. I I read an article just recently about Chip Gaines, uh, Chip and Joey Gaines mm-hmm. of was a fixer upper and yeah. he was saying how he'd lost himself. You know, yeah. he said that in his article and um, how he came to that realization and thankfully he did. Right. Yeah. But being in LA and in the industry that you're in, um, I mean, a lot of people know you, more people are going to end up knowing you too. Sure. You know, the older you get, the more projects you do. Sure. Um, how do you stay grounded? I mean, how do you stay grounded as a, as a follower of Christ? And I think, I think the most important thing is I used to work with, with middle schoolers a lot. And oh, I would, bless you, man. That, yeah, enough said. <laughs> no, so. man, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic. It was great. Uh, lots of funny stories, though. The, yeah. But, That'll be another podcast. That's right. We'll need a whole other hour for that. <laughs> One of the most important things that I used to tell my middle school students is, show me the five people that you hang out with, mm. and I'll show you who you're going to be in a year. Wow, that's good. And I think a lot of it really comes down to who you surround yourself with. Mm. I had friends of mine who moved out around similar times to me, uh, got involved with different friend groups, just different people, not necessarily good or bad people. But you look at us five years now down the road and we're just, our lives are in completely different places Mm, for worse or for better. And so what was so important for me was finding a community, a faith-based community there, which I totally found and was incredibly blessed to find out there uh, and who I'm still with. And finding those people and seeking wise counsel in mm. them and uh, really trying to root myself deep in their community. And, uh, you know, 
if hopefully if, if all goes well, you have people holding you accountable to be the kind of person of God, type of Christian, the type of man that you want to be. Mm. And hopefully if all goes well, you're able to hold people to the same standard. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, I think about, gosh, you, I don't want to be too extreme here, but I mean, you, you think about in scripture, you've got Daniel, you have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the midst of a Babylonian culture, yeah. right? It was a very pagan culture, yeah. godless culture. And yet these four guys, Daniel, then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we know the story about them, but they, they chose, specifically Daniel chose not to defy himself, you mm -hmm. know, with all the king's delicacies. And then you have the three guys, um, you know, I guess the biblical three amigos, whatever, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, <laughs> yeah. right? That's a dad joke. I'm sure I'm going to hear about this. Uh, but um, That's one dislike is right that, there. They, right, thank you. Yes, please thumbs down on the YouTube video. Uh, but, but you have these guys who said, we're not going to bow down to the cultural norm or what's become normative in this culture, which is to worship Nebuchadnezzar and this idol he's established. And I'm sure, you know, in, in Hollywood, LA, it's just like any place else, but specifically there, it seems to be even highlighted even more. Um, and uh, you see people, it seems like bowing down to fame, but bowing down to this. And, and it's important, like you said, to have those people that you connect with. Yeah. So I can see how that would keep you grounded. What about, I mean, God's word? I mean, it, in, in reading God's word, do you find yourself in a kind of a rhythm of, of that, you know, um, daily or often? I mean, is, and do you see how God's word grounds you as well? Oh, 100%. Yeah. God's word, you've got worship, you've yeah. got, you know, Bible studies with friends and things like yeah. that. A absolutely. Cool. I um, I, I think I'm, I'm a man of, uh, I try to be a, a, a man of discipline and routine. I really enjoy routine, but I think in heated seasons where I have a lot of things going on out in California, the routine of waking up and starting my day with prayer, mm, with worship, so with time in the word, that's when that's most important. That's you know, so good. It, it's always important, but especially during busy seasons out there, yeah. man, I just notice a, a complete 180 difference in myself of mm. the times when I choose to wake up and start my day with that and end my day with that, as opposed to when I get lazy and I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I got church and, you know, tomorrow, so I'll, you know, read my Bible then. Man, consistency and time in the Word makes a world of difference. Wow, that's so, that's so cool. So I want to backtrack just a little bit because one of the things... Uh, you talk about being grounded in your faith and you realizing uh, or, or coming to a, a, a place where you gave your life to Christ. At what point did you realize you needed Christ? I mean, when you came to know Christ, I mean, what point did you realize you needed him? Were you, were you younger when you came to faith in Christ or? Yeah, when um, I, I, I have this weird, I remember getting getting baptized when I was like really young, you yeah. know, in the Methodist right. you know, yeah, faith. Yeah. Um, but I remember coming home from a summer camp when I was, when I was 13 mm -hmm. And recognizing, oh my gosh, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. You know, I have this brokenness inside of me. Yeah. I have this sin inside of me. I have this this fleshly nature that wants to do all the wrong things. And there's, it's not up to me. I yeah. I, I can't myself fix those things. And right. so, uh, I had a speaker say that very plainly and very clearly to me. Uh, when I was like 12 or 13 at a summer camp. Yeah. And I just remember coming home from the camp and just coming to my mom immediately and just being like, I don't know anything about this Jesus guy. I hardly know anything that the Bible says, but I know that I can't do it by myself wow. and I want it. So, so cool. I remember getting with her, 
we were uh, we got down on our knees uh, right beside my bed uh, one night, and uh, that's that's when I gave my life to Christ. That is so cool. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how God uses uh, things like camps. I yeah. mean, we're getting up into the camp season. I hope we're able to see camps happen this year. I mean, I with, so. still with all that's going on, who knows? But um, so I remember when I was, uh, I'd given my life to Christ when I was like 14. Yeah. Uh, at eight, I'd walk down an aisle, did all sure. the things you're supposed to do, right? Got yeah. dunked by water yep. you know, and dunked in water by the pastor, but nothing had ever changed. And um, so it was right when I was 14 years old that, um, I mean, I was really came into the conviction of the spirit. Yeah. I knew that that I didn't, I didn't have a relationship with God through Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the spirit got convicted me and, Remember my dad leading me to Christ uh, in a in a home when he was going to seminary in Fort Worth. Um, but I I you know I, I wasn't discipled like um, mm. you know my mom and dad discipled me, but outside of that, I really didn't have many people pouring into me, and, I, and so I didn't spend time in the Word hardly any at all. Drifted from God, but went to camp at a, at a camp called oh. um, Centrifuge in Gloria, New Mexico. Some of you guys may be familiar with that. Years ago, they had this camp, and no lie. The camp pastor, I don't remember his name, but his nickname was Buckwheat. 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 You know, and I was a Little Rascals fan, obviously. And so uh, I didn't I didn't remember anything except his nickname. And but he preached on Jonah and running from God. And the whole service, man, I mean, I was like gripping the mm. chair. And so when the time for decision came, yeah, I mean, God was saying, You need to you need to surrender. Yeah. And uh I didn't want to. Yeah. But man, I, I took that first step, went down, and got to talk to him. And there's just something about camp, right, um, where God gets a hold of a, a lot of people. A lot of students have given mm-hmm. their life to Christ as a result of that. So that's really cool how God used that uh, in your life. It's cool coming home from camp and almost like seeing the world through a different lens. Yeah. You know, like yeah. seeing it with a different perspective. Like yeah. nothing about this is the same. My my relationship with my friends at school is should be different now. Yeah. My relationship with my family at home should be different now. It's yeah. just it's cool to see that you go into camp one way and you come out like, oh my gosh, things are different now. It's yeah. really cool. Exactly. And then getting into the word of God so you do stay grounded when you go right. back to school. You're yeah. Just, some people talk about the camp experience. You come up from camp, you're on this high. Camp high. Exactly. And then, yep. then school hits and like two weeks in you're like Camp didn't really exist, right. right? So, so staying grounded in the Word of God, yeah. no different in life right. as a, a young adult um, and as an old man like me, uh, <laughs> staying in God's Word, staying grounded. I mean, so, so let's transition a little bit, okay? Let's let's get to LA and to acting, sure. Because there may be some of you here watching this that that, or maybe you have a, a son or daughter or grandson, granddaughter, or maybe you are, are interested in acting. You're thinking, okay, how did I get into this? So, what led you? To acting. I mean, what, what was what kind of interested you that got you to that point? Yeah, fifth grade, Miss Barker's class. Miss Barker's Ms. class. Miss Barker. Um, Who could forget Miss Barker? Not me. She. Was I don't fantastic. know her, but I'm sure she was great. She was awesome. Yeah. I was a total class clown in her class. Just wanted to goof off. I was probably <laughs> the worst middle schooler ever. Super obnoxious and just always wanted to goof around. And I remember she came to my uh, my parents at a at a parent teacher meeting. She was like, you know, Cole has so much energy. I, it was very, <laughs> that's, that's a teacher's nice way of yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. look, your child need to get a rain on him. Yeah, really. right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and she was like, you know, have you ever considered getting him into uh, you know an acting class or something where he can perform and get out you know some of this energetic yeah. you know energy that he has. And, uh, and my parents were like, no, you know, we've, we've never really thought about that. And they, they talked to me about it said, you know, is that something you're interested in? 
So I signed up for the Arkansas Arts Center, had a a summer theater intensive, you know, so it's singing, it's dancing, it's acting, it's, you know, all this stuff. And we would go as like middle schoolers, they would put us through these like eight hour days where it's just like, you're just going, going, going. And my parents expected me to come home every day and just be like, oh, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this anymore. And I just came home every day and I was like, I'm I'm in love. Wow. I I can't believe I get to go and spend my summer doing this. So one thing led to another. I just started doing uh, different theater performances. And I got over to a show at the Arkansas Repertory Theater and and was in a show called uh, A Christmas Story over there. I got to play Ralphie, wear the bunny suit, all that. And one of the guys that I worked with, he played my dad in the show. He was an actor, or I guess he is an actor. And he lives out in Los Angeles. And he said, hey, you know, you seem to really enjoy this. You seem to be kind of, you know, you've got you've got a little bit of skill in it. Uh, you know, if you ever come out to L.A., let me know. Just give me a call. I'll help you find an agent, help you find a manager. And, you know, I'll, if I can, I'll help you get your first job. Wow. And, uh so I did that. I, I took that that spring break, and my my dad, uh, my both my mom and my dad, uh, took me out there for a week. Yeah. I called up this guy who I was in the theater show with. I was like, "Hey, I'm here." He's like, "Perfect. Let's let's meet up." And he helped me get a manager, who helped me get an agent, and then I got my first job on a uh, on a Warner Brothers lot doing a Disney film called The Odd Life of Timothy Green. It was like a Jennifer Garner movie. Okay. I was doing. I was in a studio. Capital training. One, Jennifer Garner. That's right. Wow. That's right. You the very same. Nice. And uh, and I was in a studio doing background audio work for that. Okay. Uh, getting paid an insane amount of money to like speak background dialogue, and I was just like, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe this is real. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe they would pay someone to do this, and so it just kind of started from there. Wow. Because I was going to ask you about what was there a big break that that kind of got you to LA but it sounds like I mean it was through acting in a local the mm-hmm. repertoire right mm-hmm. that 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 God just kind of opened up that door yeah so see there you go local local acting that's right local plays you never know what God may do with that so that's right. so that's cool so that was so your first gig was with a Warner Brothers on the Warner Brothers lot mm-hmm. doing background yeah, just background. Wasn't, I wasn't and making a ton of money with that. wasn't wasn't in the movie. I mean, it was a ton of money to me. Sure, at like, absolutely. You know, Thirteen. Yeah. You know, like can 50. I use somebody like me? Because that'd be great. I could do background <laughs> stuff. I'm sure they'd love okay, it. Okay, yeah. Great. Good. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it all kind of started there, and and then one thing led to another, and I was able to pay for one month's rent. And That's so, so then cool. It was, you know, so. That's awesome. So, as you after you did that, I mean, were, were, did things start falling to play? I mean, because you hear this from time to time, I guess, from people about how in Hollywood. It's just hard. You hear about these people who are aspiring actors and actresses. They have like okay. three or four jobs while they're trying to get, you know, roles and things of that nature. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, that's a reality. I mean, people do that. What were some of the difficulties and struggles or challenges that, that you faced when you went out to LA? Mm-hmm. And maybe even what are some of the struggles and challenges you faced even now? Mm-hmm. Kind of what's evolved with that? Um, because I'm sure it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I did background stuff, and then now I've got this role in Disney. You know, you know some some people, it seems to happen that way. It, just yeah. seem, it seems to happen overnight, but I don't think anyone's an overnight success. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is the rejection. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. It's just you have to go out there with a with a thick skin. You know, they, they tell you when you go out there. My, my manager told me this. She was like, if you... If you end up booking one out of every 20 auditions, you'll be really lucky. You'll be like one of the few wow. lucky ones. Wow, one out of 20. Yep. Wow. 
And so um, it ended up feeling like one in 40, yeah. maybe one in 50 for yeah. me. I was telling you this earlier, but you, you walk into, yeah. uh, you know, to these casting offices and you sit in a room where there's 12 other people that look exactly like you, that talk exactly like you, and who chances are act exactly like you. And so you just go in there and you're immediately discouraged. Then you have yeah. to walk into a room full of four producers. Two of them are looking at their phones. The other two are eating their salads and saying, oh, yeah, go ahead. They turn on their camera. I mean, it's just, it's kind of a crazy, it's a crazy oh, way that'd to be go so hard. a job, you know? That'd be so hard. Uh, and then you, you know, you, you better be texting whoever you're texting how good I am. I because hope so, which, man. I hope so. I mean, that be, oh, that's got to be frustrating. And, you know, you, you spend two, three, four, five hours, you know, into this audition mm -hmm. script. And then to feel like nobody even recognizes, you know, what you're trying to do. It's, it's incredibly discouraging. So yeah. I think you have to have a thick skin if you're going to go out there. Yeah. So did, uh, were, were there things that prepared you for that winter Hollywood, even though you may not have you know, known to that degree what it would be like. I mean, yeah. uh, was were there some life things that maybe you experienced growing up? You'd say, yeah, see how this prepared me a little bit for, for that. Or was it just, there really wasn't a whole lot of preparation. It's just. My, my parents have always been my number one support system. Yeah. And they always told me growing up, if you're going to do something, do it because you love to do it. Mm. Don't do it for fame. Don't do it for money. Don't do it for recognition. Mm -hmm. Those things are great. And, and if those things come with it, cool. You know, let, let the Lord take that and use it for, for amazing, great things. Sure. Um, but if you're going to do something, if you're going to go out there to do acting, mm. focus on the acting. Yeah. You know, treat every audition like it's just another performance that you get to do at your summer theater camp. Right. You know? Right. And so I think going out there with that sort of mindset of just like, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter if I get rejected for the next 20 jobs. I'm just, I feel lucky that I get to go in here and perform, mm. you know, once or twice a week for these casting yeah. directors who may or may not care about the performance that I'm giving at all. And that's such a good perspective too, because so many people get wrapped up in identity yeah. in what they do. Yeah. Because if you think about it, whether it's in Hollywood or whether it's in Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah. right? There are a lot of actors, mm. right? Performing. True. True. And their identity is wrapped up in whether or not people accept their performance. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are just lost and don't really know who they are. Yeah. And so they have to put on this performance. And if they get rejected, man, it's just this insecurity that it hits. So, yeah. man, I'm so glad to hear your parents have been supportive of you and that, yeah. and that it's not about wrapping yourself up in, in that being your identity. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, and there's struggles with that, I'm sure, at times. Oh, right? absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I think when you go to LA, and, and again, I'm sure it happens here in Arkansas too, but one of the first questions that, that, is just the general tendency to ask people out in LA is, Hey, what do you do? Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. And, and if you say, Oh, I'm an actor, then it's, well, what have you done? Yeah. Oh, ha have you done enough cool things to where it's like, I can kind of like validate, you know, you mm. as a, as a real cool person. Yeah. And so, um, so absolutely to go into it with the mindset of just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I feel called to. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, I think it makes a world of difference. So definitely perseverance is a huge character Absolutely. trait you got to have out there, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, awesome. And, and not taking it so personally, even though I'm sure it becomes personal at times. Very right? personal. Yeah. Uh, well, that, so with that thought in mind, thinking about, you know, how people kind of view you and, you know, things of that nature, being a follower of Jesus in Hollywood, right, in L.A., how, ha, have there been any situations, scenarios, roles that you have chosen not to take or roles that maybe you have been turned out for because 
somebody knew about your faith in Jesus or I mean, kind of talk about that a little bit. How, what are some of the challenges when it comes with being a follower of Jesus there? Mm, yeah, I, I have, uh, two roles, you know, come to mind where just because of, you know, personal beliefs that I grew up with, I've chosen to, to turn down. Mm. Um, there's a lot of roles that thankfully I'm, I'm sure now they, they, um, they highlight pretty much in the, uh, when you're auditioning, they'll say, Hey, you know, this, this role has three or four sexual scenes, mm. you know, going into it. Mm. And so, uh, things like that are usually a pretty good indicator of things yeah. that, you know, that I want to steer clear of, but, um, but absolutely my faith has, um, change the way that I view the industry, you know, mm. and it's uh, kind of dictated some of the roles that I've taken on and some of the roles that I, you know, have turned down. Sure. Um, I think coming from a, a business perspective, you know, there have been times where I've chosen to turn, turn down a role due to my beliefs and my agent, who's maybe not a Christian, has come to me and said, What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. They're offering yeah. you so much money. Uh, you know, so what? You know, you have to do a scene like this or you have to say things like this. And it's no big deal. You're going to get that all the time. And coming to them with this this uh, mindset of just, Hey, mm. you know, I, I have values that I, wow. that I have to hold to. That's not a fun conversation. Sure. To have, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but it certainly happened. Yeah, but think about the you know think about the influence of that. You probably don't see it initially or immediately. Obviously, sure. I mean you're seeing, in some sense, what feels like the rejection aspect. Then yeah. they say, "I can't believe you're doing this," or the disappointment you yeah. know um, that they that they may have. But the influence that God is is giving you and the leverage in the sense of of someone looking at you and saying, "Man, he's taking a stand for something he believes in." Yeah, you know um, that God's gonna God's using that, and okay. He will continue to use that. He and He will. And he's going to honor your obedience to him in that, yeah. even as hard as it may seem, you know, from time to time. Because I'm sure it'd be easy to justify, like, well, if I get in the film, man, I can, I can do this role, right? Even though this may be questionable, but, yeah. but man, I can be a witness for Christ. Then I have more popularity exactly. to speak about Christ. You got know? a platform, and then, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's. I mean, one of the blessings that's come out of it is it's formed such a. Now in the long run, it's formed such a close relationship with someone like my agent who hmm. he'll now come to me, you know, at the end of the week and he'll be like, okay, you know, here's some of the roles that I, you know, that we, that we pitched you for, uh, you know, we know that these types of roles, you know, you're not really, you know, down with. So, yeah. so we just held off and we didn't pitch you for those. And there's like sort of a, a mutual respect there of like, oh, wow, like, okay. thank you. Yeah. Like, thank you for holding, you know, and I'm sure not every agency sure. does that, but I've definitely been blessed to have an agency that... Yeah sees those things in me, sees the things that I value and respect. And, uh, and they're super respectful of that. Yeah. It's been great. That's so cool. Yeah. Now I, I know, uh, we talked at dinner that you're in film school now. Yeah. So kind of, that's kind of the transition you're making a little right now. I mean, you're still acting yeah. obviously, but also going to film school. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. So, um, about a, a year ago, I, uh, I started undergoing this process of jaw surgery and uh, and thought to myself, you know, I think while I'm going through this process, maybe keep acting uh, a little bit lower on the on the radar, and uh, maybe take up something that I've wanted to try out for a long time, which is something behind the camera. Mm. I grew up, you know, when I was like seven, eight, nine, ten, making little short films with my friends, yeah. and that was always fun to do with like a home movie camera. But um, I've always thought, man, how cool would it be to get behind a an Ari camera or an Alexa camera, you know, one of these thirty, forty thousand dollar cameras, you know, and kind of like we have here tonight. Uh, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, beautiful. He came into where we do our filming, which is in uh, my bedroom, 
And, <laughs> and I, if you were to see what I've set up, I'm completely intimidated by Cole. Hey, man. But yeah. You so gotta, you got to start somewhere. So these huge, <laughs> so you have these huge cameras. You want to yeah. see what it felt like to kind of be behind those and, and use yeah. those and make films. And yeah. I, I think it's all, it's all a means of, uh, of storytelling. You know, yeah. I think so much of what entertainment is, is storytelling. Yeah. Whether you're writing songs, whether you're making movies, whether you're acting in movies, whether you're writing a poem or painting yeah. a picture, yeah. um, it all has to do with telling a story. And so for me, it just felt like, man, what's a different way that I could tell a story while I'm going through a transition of, you know, surgery and so good, trying man. to get healthy and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've loved, I, I feel like telling stories is something that is a desire and a love that God placed in me from a really young age. I always tell people on the playground, I loved playing dress up and playing pretend. And I think as we got older, people stopped love doing that. And I just never wanted to stop, you know, yeah. which I think is why I got into acting. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's all about telling stories. Well, that's what well, makes sense because God is the ultimate storyteller, right? Yes. He's writing his story. He still is. And, and we are more than just mere actors and characters in this. We are his most precious creation, mm. right? And he's telling this redemptive story. Mm. And, and you think about that too, he's, he's creator guy, which means he's creative. Mm -hmm. And so he, every one of us is creative to some degree, right? Even if you think you're not creative, you cannot not be creative and have a creative God. So just, just know that you, God has given you creativity. You should be use it different ways and express it in different, in different yeah. venues. But, uh, man, that's so good. Um, so, I, I, so, so as, as we kind of transition out to, um, kind of end this conversation, which I could I could go on and on about this, um, and I'd love to love to bring you back. I'm supposed to talk to, about some more things um, about how I can improve my studio. Would <laughs> be great. Uh, yeah. So, so there may be some people though, seriously, who are watching that are you know do acting locally in uh, in small theaters, summer you know productions, things like that, but really do have a love for acting. Yeah. Um, and and have a love for Jesus too. Mm -hmm. So what, what lessons have you learned or what advice would you give them? Would you say, you know, to them who are watching uh, as it relates to, to acting, if they want to pursue this in their career, mm -hmm. uh, as a career, or what, what would you say to them mm. besides don't? <laughs> no, I would, I would be the last person to say yeah. don't, you yeah. know, I think, um, I would say they're like, be encouraged. Mm. There are people in Los Angeles, in New York, all over the world who are interested in performing and who know nothing about God. Yeah. And so I think, man, if if you feel like the Lord is calling you to uh, go into storytelling of some of some sort and, and be a witness and be an ambassador for Him, uh, be encouraged because there is definitely an opportunity. I've gotten the chance um, through acting to just be involved in the lives of so many different people, yeah. Buddhists, mm. uh, atheists, Scientologists, um, people just from every background. So cool. And um, I, I think there's no cooler feeling than to be doing what you feel like God has called you to do yeah. with a desire that he's placed in your heart and while also being able to use that to glorify him yeah. and just spread his name. Yeah. So, wow, um, so cool. I think exactly what you were saying earlier, it's so important to keep yourself grounded yeah. and um, and have faith that God is going to get you where he needs you to go. Yeah. So growing deep in your faith, getting God's word, 
um, growing in your walk with him, your relationship with him, because the, the spheres of influence he, in which he places you, whether it be in the entertainment industry or education, uh, politics, economics, whatever that sphere of influence mm-hmm. is, uh, it is imperative that you know what you believe mm-hmm. and why you believe it. And can you articulate that? Mm-hmm. Um, because the world is seeking out answers. They want to know the truth. Um, and in, in places like LA or wherever you may be in Little Rock, Hot Springs and uh, Conway here in, you know, Ohio, some of the other states that are watching this and even other countries. Thanks for watching, by the way. Um, maybe you're a person that too, of knowing what you believe um, as a follower of Jesus and why you believe it. And can you articulate that? And then wherever God places you, he's going to use you for influence, um, even in the entertainment industry, which mm-hmm. we definitely need that. So. Man, uh, it, this has been a this has been a cool conversation. Sean, and, uh, man, thanks so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, it's been really good, and and I hope you've enjoyed it as well. There's much more that we could um, that we could talk about. I would say just to add this, talking about acting, um, you know, as as, a, as as one who's been a pastor for for so many years. Um, maybe you're involved in a church and you, you, you want to talk to your pastor about, Hey, can we do some, can we do some, um, vignettes or some things that we could yeah. do, you know, some productions or things like that, that helps tell the story of the gospel, mm-hmm. um, in a different way when we need that, mm-hmm. we need that in the church, we need the arts in the church. Um, and we need that to be a tool really to, to tell the story about who Jesus is and what the gospel's about. Um, mm-hmm. and so others can be drawn into that. It, it's a way in which you could really lead them. To Christ, and so if that's your passion, start. You know, talk with your pastor. Talk, mm-hmm. talk, talk with your student pastor. Get involved in community theater as well, and let God let God use you. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, Coleman, thanks, man. Thank this you, has been awesome. Absolutely. It's been really good, absolutely. and uh, hope you come back again for us to do a follow up episode on this. So absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm awesome. Looking forward to it. Hey, how can we pray for you? So, so our viewers that are watching, how can they be praying for you? Because we want you to make an impact mm. in Hollywood in LA, in film school, or in, in projects that you do in acting, mm. how can we pray for you? And I know so many people, uh, endless, endless amounts of people in Los Angeles who uh, are friends of mine and who are hurting, who are mm. struggling, who are looking for the truth. Yeah. And uh, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And um, just my prayer would be that the Lord would be able to use me in whatever way he sees fit so and good. best. Uh, to be able to uh, maybe just be a smile for those people, That's maybe cool. to be a hug or someone to listen, okay. um, but ultimately someone who can represent him well and who can lead those people back to him. Yeah. So yeah. pray That's for good. me in that way. That would wow. be fantastic. So be praying for Cole in that way, because listen, Hollywood is an e- easy target for, for people to criticize, mm-hmm. especially for us as Christians. So maybe instead of criticizing so much, maybe we just need to pour out our hearts to God in prayer that God would raise up people like Cole and other believers in Christ to be an influence there um, for the sake of, of God's glory and for the name of Christ um, that people, we might see revival happen uh, in Hollywood. And so, um, yeah, we're going to be praying that. Hey, thanks again for for watching. And, and if you enjoyed this and and you feel like somebody else would, would love seeing this, might be encouraged by this, uh, if you would just um, share this link. It's, it's on our YouTube. It's also going to be on podcast the podcast Crossroads and Culture. You can find it on Apple iTunes and Spotify and other podcast platforms as well. Share this on your social media post also. Uh, we want to get the word out about what God is doing and uh, how God's using people like like this guy here. So thanks again for watching uh, and listening to Crossroads and Culture, where life, ministry, and culture meet. And I look forward to seeing you next time uh, on our next episode. Have a good one.